following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! All right, welcome to the Midday Edition, everyone. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast. We are delighted that you're with us. I don't know. I, I got a little malaise going on today. I'm not going to deny it or sugarcoat it. Anybody else? I mean, it's Dallas week, and I, I don't know. I'm about as uh, discouraged as all of you out there. Hopefully the commanders can turn it around this weekend, but I got to tell you, oof. It doesn't look good. Uh, we're going to talk about it with Matt Paris of the Washington Times here in a couple of minutes. Commander's Insider. Taking a look at, uh, you know, just the state of things. Eh, not too good. Did a little bit of film study this week. And, boy, the offensive line, it's got problems. It just does. Um, I don't know. I, I really, at this point, don't know what to tell you. I really don't. I am as discouraged as I have been in a long time. And I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to bum you out or anything. But, boy, did anybody watch that Monday night game? I mean, you know, you start thinking about the commander's offensive line against Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence and all that. I, I just, what are they going to do? How are they going to slow that down? If you want to hang your hat on something, you know, Antonio Gibson has done fairly well against the Cowboys defense over uh, over the course of his career. But Cooper Rush, your backup quarterback, now really does look like the second coming of Don Meredith. I mean, the guy's 3-0 now as a starter. Uh, the defense, I don't know what's going on with Kendall Fuller. You know, I checked his, I was checking the PFF stats. Kendall Fuller is right now ranked as one of the worst defensive backs in the league. One of the worst defensive backs in the league. Doesn't matter whether you line him up in slot or on the outside. How's that going to work? What's wh- How are they going to stop uh, what should be a vulnerable Cowboys passing attack without a starting quarterback? With a receiver core that's in flux, the only thing maybe that you can say, well, there's a little bit of hope, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne have been playing lights out, so maybe that'll stymie Zeke and Tony Pollard for a little while. But at this point, hey, you know, I'm. this was a team that got 55 points hung on it last year when it went to Dallas. I don't know. I think you're going to have to buckle your seatbelts this week, boys and girls. Because I think it could be ugly. Uh, and that's really what I've got as far as an analysis for you. So take a quick break. When we come back, Matthew Paris, the Washington Times, joins us. 
It's the Bob Matthews Podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. And if that's not enough, you can boost your winnings. Everybody can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. So, why bet on football anywhere else? And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down our, our stepped-up same-game parlays once per game all season long. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 and visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and older, 18 and older, New Hampshire and Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. By the way, select parishes in Louisiana. New customer offer, void in New Hampshire, Oregon, Ontario, Canada. $200 in free bets. New customers only valid. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. Five Minimum $5 wager. $200 issued as eight. $25 free bets ends 9-19-22 at 8 p.m. Early win, one early win token issued per eligible game. Opt-in required token expires at the start of the eligible game. Minimum money line bet is $1. Wagering limit supply. Wagers placed on both sides of the money line will void bet. Ends 1-8-23 at 8 p.m. Eastern. See terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Time to bring on Matt Harris of the Washington Times, joining us from the nation's capital. Matt, thanks for joining us. Your debut here on the show. We're honored to have you, sir. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. Not a problem. All right. Well, I'd say it can't get much worse, but of course we've learned over the years, you don't, you never go broke uh, betting worst case scenario on the Washington commanders. Um, What was the vibe like yesterday to you, uh, especially with Ron um, in the Monday press conference? Yeah, it was very uh, crabby (laughs) a little bit. It took him some time to, to warm up, you know, for the first half of the press conference, it was very short, terse answers, not a lot of detail. He warmed up after um, saying that he wasn't going to call out any players by name and then kind of 
provided some detail about what the team was doing um, wrong or just in terms of like, you know, how they hadn't found the offensive identity. He was pretty good on that, but I think he's really trying to be careful of what he's saying right now because he doesn't want to sound the panic alarms because it is so early in the season. But at the same time, a lot of fans are frustrated, I think in part because of that lack of information. And it's been, it's been really ugly in terms of social media. I think this is oh maybe God, one of the most yeah. fed up fans have been, at least in the Rivera era. Um, and this is a game that if you had picked before the season, you would probably expect them to lose, but just because of the circumstances and how they've looked, it's been, uh, been uglier than maybe expected yeah one of the things that that i talk about a lot with our listeners god knows they must number the millions by now um with rivera you you so have to kind of read between the lines with him and there's a lot of i think verbal tells that that he kind of gives out whenever you're talking to him based on you know what we've seen in the press conferences here lately where what kind of a headspace do you think he's in and and what do you think he's he's concerned about with this team uh you know i, I hate to speculate on like his you know motivations or whatever i do think it's trying to keep the the troops together there there was uh uh scene in the locker room in Detroit about how when reporters were um, interviewing Bobby McCain, Rivera walked by um, like the room and just kind of jokingly said like to the media, like, don't let them divide you now, Bobby, you know, like don't let them divide us. Like, so he's, he's pretty like conscious of how um, the media plays a part in the football narratives, you could argue it too much sometimes. I mean, I know a lot of fans were kind of wondering why he was so upset over the, the Jimmy G um, interaction. And, and to be clear, I mean, you know, maybe he was joking with the Bobby McCain thing too, but it is, this is like, you know, a lot of people, a lot of coaches will say they don't read things, whatever. I, you know, I don't think Rivera has ever really hidden that he does read things that he does does pay attention to what's out there and it's all how he tries to, to craft the message. Mm. Do you think that's a change from kind of his mindset or his headspace from either training camp this year or last year or the year before? I mean, does, do you think he's kind of getting frustrated and feeling like the heat's on in some way here? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, I think that's always, he's always been, particularly attentive to what is being written and said. I will say in terms of trying to stay disciplined on one message, one in particular, I do think that has something to do with how the season is playing out. He doesn't want to show, you know, any sign of weakness or any sign of vulnerability. Um, And so, yeah, it's, he's trying to keep a calm demeanor, but I don't necessarily know if fans are buying it. Yeah, no, I definitely don't think that they are. Um, You know, looking back at Philadelphia and ahead to Dallas, uh, obviously the offensive line is an issue. Um, I mean, where do you think this thing goes 
this weekend uh, in Dallas, especially based off what we saw last night against the Giants. I mean, it, it looks like Cooper Rush is, if he plays, is not a bad uh, fill-in here for Dak Prescott. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? Is Dak Prescott even going to play? He told yeah. Lisa Salters that he wasn't even ruling out whether he could return right. quite yet. So, I mean, it seemed a little early based on the t- timeline but if he does play that would be really something i think even more concerning that than that is the cowboys defensive line i mean after what this philly defensive line did to washington how much is you know it's gonna be really on Wentz to get the ball out quickly to to be accurate and on time and for that interior of the offensive line specifically to hold up and, and do its job and you know cosby and leno are gonna have their handful with um, Micah Parsons, whatever side that he, uh, the Cowboys put him on. Yeah. Um, so now team obviously off as, as we are speaking here on Tuesday, they get back to work tomorrow, Wednesday. When you go out to practice this week, uh, and again, I know you guys don't get to see everything, but what are you going to be looking for that says at least – there is some, you know, awareness of these are problems that are going to have to be fixed and things that maybe if you don't see it, you, you kind of say, yeah, that could mean it's going to be a long week for, uh, for this team. Yeah. You know, practice is always kind of hard because it's so limited in terms of what media can see. So in terms of like judge, you know, I, the first 15 minutes are really just, if guys are hurt, what guys are on the side field, there's not really much, too much reading into to certain things. I am curious. One thing I will be watching for is, will there be any adjustments on the, the offensive line? Because during individual drills, the line is the group where they kind of work in a pair. So, you know, do they keep West Schweitzer at center or do they put Nick Martin there and move Schweitzer back to guard and bench Trey Turner? So, yeah, that is something I'll specifically look for is whether any personnel adjustments are being made. But I don't necessarily know if they'll go to that well just yet. I think they'll give it maybe another week. I was going to say, what, what uh, that's what I was going to ask you about the offensive line. because and, and, you know, the one thing we've seen about this coaching staff is, by God, when they've got a philosophy and a direction they want to go, they go that way. And it takes a lot for them to, to make adjustments a lot of times to their detriment, too. Right. No, it is. And I mean, the thing that they have uh, on the defensive line or the offensive line, rather, they have options. I mean, for as much as they're struggling, they could theoretically bench Andrew Norwell and play Sadiq Charles at left guard. They could uh, play Nick Martin at center, like I mentioned, and move Wes Schweitzer to right guard. They could. You know, once Tyler Larson comes back or if he comes back from an Achilles injury, that's not this week, but, you know, he's eligible to return in week five. Does he play center? And then does that kick Schweitzer over to one of the guard spots? You know, they they do have options. They might have more options soon, but um, it is really kind of up in the air right now of what they want to do. And, you know, some of this too is on Wentz. You know, he has to get the ball out faster. I'm sure you saw the tweets from... Um, Duke Manyweather and others about how they pinned at least five of the sacks on Wentz of the nine. So, I mean, you know, that's, he has to do a better job there. And that he said that too. 
Yeah. Um, all right. It, it, last, uh, last question, I guess, um, you know, and I, I always hate to ask people to prognosticate, but so I won't ask you about wins and losses, but give, give, give folks listening something to hang their hats on uh, that say, okay, maybe it's not quite as bad as it was against Philadelphia. Or if it was quite as bad, I guess we ought to we ought to at least get them ready for the for it, right? Um, well, you know, I, I think it is like if they can win this game, I think it'll do it a lot to, to kind of ease the the nerves, you know, because being two two after four, that's kind of actually what they were last year, right? And we think of that season as kind of a train wreck at, at the beginning, but they were kind of in okay shape after the first four weeks. But I think just ha- having, if they can win, you know, they'll have a stopgap between week five because I do think Brian Robinson's return is coming here sooner or later. I think that'll do a lot to help kind of the style that they want to play, incorporating him more into the run game and being able to run more on first down. I wrote this week about how on first down, that Washington's been really bad and Wentz, I think has contributed a lot to that. He's only con- completing 52% of his uh, passes on that down, which is just like, if you look at the splits, he's like 66% on second down and, and just a lot better at going down further in the line, but you know, they have to get positive yards. And I think part of the reason they're sh- struggling so much in the first half is because they are getting into these negative situations that aren't easy ne- necessarily to overcome. So I think Robinson will help with that. I mean, where's Chase Young at? Can they can the defensive line perform better once he comes back? So, you know, right now it's just kind of about buying time. And this Cowboys team, as good as the defense looked against the Giants at times, you know, they're, they're still banged up, especially if Dak Prescott doesn't play. So, you know, this is one that I think they can steal. And it, if they get through that, it, I think it buys them some time. All right, and I lied. One more last question. I promise this one is the last one, but uh, what can we look forward to from you in the Times this week? What you working on? Yeah, you know, we'll see. I think I'm going to explore a little bit about how Terry McLaurin um, is kind of off to a slow start. The, the stats have looked fine, but really about getting him involved sooner because last, you know, in the third quarter, he wasn't, he didn't receive his first target or Maybe not his first catch, rather, to late in the third quarter. It just seems to be getting later by the game. And I know they have all these weapons, but what's going on there? Is he getting frustrated? That's like, that'll be the Wednesday story. So uh, maybe cool. I shouldn't be giving out here, giving out stories, but you know, just a little time, promo. We, we just, yeah, we just want to yeah. give him a little taste. Everybody, go and follow yeah. the Bulldog on Twitter. It's Matthew underscore Paris. That's P A R A S. I guarantee you, uh, you won't be disappointed. He is one of the best beat writers in the business. Matt, thanks so much for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. You got to love the Bulldog. He is the best. All right. We got to get on out of here. I don't know. Cross your fingers. Buckle your seatbelts. All all those good analogies work. We'll talk to you Monday after the game. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're on your bike tonight, as always, wear white. So many a man, so many.